All right, everybody. Uh, if you can't hear me, please give me a five five. <laughs> this is crazy, man. This is getting so annoying. If you guys can hear me, give me a five five. All right, cool. Thank you, Tammy. Um, Jeff, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. But what is going on, man? I tell you. Um, I don't know. Did you hear the whole spill about the cat turd thing? Yeah, go, go ahead and, and complete that. I, I heard right to the point where you said cat turd. <laughs> okay, so they asked the cat turd um, to make them a meme, show them a picture of cat turd. And of course, this was a meme. I'm sure it was made up, but it gave them a black cat. Anybody that knows cat turd knows he has a white cat. I mean, that's, that's to the point. You know, everybody's starting to make jokes about it now, but I just thought that was kind of funny. Well, no, because uh, matter of fact, we'll, we'll talk about this real quick until they kick us off again. This is getting really annoyed. So I'm actually going to probably going to go ahead and start moving this stuff over tomorrow, man, and see if I can't get this thing hardline because there's got to be an answer to this problem. Um, Zoom isn't giving isn't helping me. So I'm going to be moving over to Skype and trying that way. And then I'm going to get on Zoom and get my money back because they're not giving me a good product. They're giving me the same product that our government is giving me for the taxes that I pay. No representation. You know Kind of can't be but three things. Number one, it could be, you know, your internet. Number two, it's got to be the, you know, platform you're using. Or number three, somebody's intentionally shutting us down. Well, it has to be because, okay, on my Podbean Live, anybody that does the live Podbean shows knows um, down there at the very bottom right-hand corner, there's a little thing that has uh, your Wi-Fi um, markers. And it'll say excellent, good, or poor, depending on how your – or depending on how the internet is. My mine signal says excellent right there on the bottom right corner. Um, and like I said, is it's not the whole house that was shut. It did last night. The entire house shut down last night. Um, but Nathan still got his stuff going in the other room. So it's literally in my computer. Oh, so it's Nathan's fault. No, it's not yet. Moonwolf. I can't believe I was kidding. He's in it's, there playing. He's in there playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Actually, he's not. There's not a video game in this house. Um, yeah, I'm just joking, Nathan. I'm going to, yeah. So when I'm this, I, I'm on Wi-Fi 3D, but I haven't had an issue. I mean, I've been on, I've been on Wi-Fi since I've been here. Um, yeah. in, well, in even, even on back when I used to run Call of Duty, you know, on Xbox, I mean, most of the time it might glitch or buffer, but it never, very rarely did it ever shut you completely down, kick you out to where you had to go back to the main start. Exactly. And that's what this one does, but only, and like I said, is it's, if it was internet, the show was shut down with Zoom, with my with everything that I have up because I've got like multiple monitors. So. But literally, Zoom will go down. Um, my uh, uh, Twitter will go down. My Telegram will go down, and then the show goes down. So it's like uh, you know, not everything at once. It's literally you can just watch my screens just shut down bit by bit. Yeah, like somebody going through the house cutting lights off. Now it's it's literally exactly like that. It's just screen by screen by screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyhow, on, on to what you were going to talk about. Yeah, and I've um I do the hope the reason that I use Zoom is because I can have all of my guests here on one place without the reverb or echo that comes in on calls on occasion. So what we're gonna do is move on over to Skype um and start using Skype, which offers the same thing without the problem. And hope you're right. It's Trump's fault. We all know it's Trump's fault. <laughs> three years out of office still trump's fault you know what else is trump's fault anything that happens the rest of this year and next it's all trump's fault <laughs> um so anyways uh, you were talking about the whole cat turd thing and one thing that i was going to bring up actually was that so listen to this so it's called google gemini and it's another ai that was built by google and remember this is that 
artificial intelligence only acts like the person who created it. So it's not like AI just like, just I'm going to be racist today. Like it operates the way it was developed and it does learn, but it still holds that direction. And this is pretty new. So basically it's repeating what the creator was telling it to do and not the real creator, just this little internet creator. So basically it's just a digital form of the great replacement, both erase white people. And this is actually a really good point. Um, Gemini does it for the present and past and the great replacement does it for the present and the future. The architects of each deny anti-white sentiment, but that's what largely motivates both. So Gemini, if you were to go, Hey, give me a rendering of William Wallace. They'll give you a black William Wallace. If you're like, give me a rendering of George Washington, they'll give you a black George Washington. So it doesn't matter what historical white person you tell it to render a picture of it gives you a black version of that so um it's a completely racist system right there it won't even acknowledge white people but of course you got the smart butt anons out there that always figure out a little loophole past this so what did the ai or what did the anon ask gemini to do give me a picture of a white family eating watermelon and fried chicken <laughs> And knowing that Gemini only produces the black people. And although it says the reason that we won't give white people is because we don't want to be stereotypical racist, you know, racist stuff. And they literally did the most stereotypical racist yeah. thing ever by putting the black family, eating the watermelon and the chicken. You know, that, and that's very, that's very true. But let me just say this. I'm going to state this for the record. Um, if you had a grown up with me, you, you would have seen that picture a million times. Because, you know, that's basically what we grew up on was chicken and watermelon and stuff out of the garden. Don't you know, fight. So no, no. Yeah, totally. I don't, I'm sorry about that. I don't mind. Uh, I, I love watermelon. I love chicken. There's nothing racist about that, man. Like, nope. like, you know what that means? That means that black people have good taste in food. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and that's it's just one of those things. It just goes to show it's one of those things that was created, like you said, stereotype thing. Oh, it um, is. There, like there's no, there's no truth in that. I mean, just as many white folk like chicken and watermelon and you know any, any other food product or whatever it is this this has nothing to do with color of skin they make it about color of skin they do and like i said it just it means that black people know how to eat good food and i'm not gonna lie they know how to make good food too some of the best oh, food that exactly. i've ever had is good old southern black family soul food like straight up yeah um, you when know, i so was when i was growing up there was a a bed and breakfast um and the colored women that cooked in that place, oh, my gosh, dude. You, you could drive by that thing, and, and the seat of your car would have spit on Of course, I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but I'm just telling you, you could, it smelled so good. I mean, it was like it would just make your mouth water, mm -hmm. dude, um, you, you know. And, again, it has nothing to do with color of skin. No. I'm not racist by no means. Um, dude, I've been I'm, I'm kind of growing tired of, of – you know, the push on the stereotype stuff that whites against blacks, blacks against whites and Hispanics and all sorts of stuff. Come on. You know, we're all creations of God and we need to learn what we need to do is quit listening to these people and get along. Find out what somebody's mm -hmm. about before you judge them. Look, when I was a kid, you know, I, I was raised by surprise guys, a white family because I'm white. Um, <laughs> and my dad would take me to his work. My dad would take me to his, um, uh, I can't remember what, what league it was, but it was like a basketball league where other corporations played against each other, but it was, you know, a multi, it was all colors playing on the team. Um, 
introduced me to all of his black friends that he worked with, that he played basketball with, and they all had cool nicknames. He was T-Bird, Popcorn. Like, this is my little racist butt as, like, a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid. I assumed that every black man had a cool nickname and told awesome stories like Uncle Remus did in the Song of the South. That is what I thought as a kid. So call me racist all you want to. Um, I literally only saw black people as awesome storytelling, good cooking, cool people. You know what I'm saying? So like, I wouldn't call that racism. I would say that's, I mean, if somebody said, man, I love what he tells good stories. I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's thing like where I live. I mean, most of the, you know, color folk that I grew up around, black folk, whatever you want to say, I prefer to call them color folk, but, um, you know, they're just like everybody else. You know, they have emotions, they hurt, they like certain things, they don't like certain things. And some of them I couldn't stand. And some of them became some of my best friends, you know, exactly. it's just all it's, about getting to know a person and kind of look at their character. Don't, don't look at what's on the outside, get to know their, their character and what they stand for, what their, you know, Bible beliefs are and things like that. That's, that's what you need to be looking at. And of course, I know most people do. This is all just a, a push on a narrative. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it is. And like I said, is none of us have had a racist thing in our mind. You know, most racist thing I ever thought was, man, I wish I could play basketball like you. Um, I don't know. I might have would have taken that as a compliment personally. Um, but like I said, it, it's if I ever had a problem with an individual, it was the individual. It wasn't had anything to do with skin color, but they like to push this. I saw probably one of the funniest videos that I needed every now and then you just need a good laugh. And I saw one earlier where this, this black man or this lady, black lady brought over some food for the guy. And she was like, look, we've been together for a long time. You know, we should think about, you know, moving further in our relationship. And the black man's like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. And he digs into the, the food and he gets this like look on his face. Like, you know, you could tell it's from the best thing he'd ever have. And literally as he's eating the food, he goes, you always cook like this, like every day, every week. And by the end of that conversation, she's like, baby, I'm going to go get my stuff and move in here. We'll get married next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of tricks to that. You know? Dude, I, I mean, really. Get uh, a, I know, man. I'll, uh, if, if you if, if you live up north and you've never had any good, good color folks, southern cooking, mm -hmm. if you ever come south, that's the first thing you need to look for. Yeah. You need and, to look for the first building that's got all colored staff in the south like home style meals and you need to go in and buy whatever they suggest. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and even better than that, roll your window down and put up the nose. And if you smell the, yeah. the pit barbecue, yeah, I don't care if you're not hungry or not. Yeah. Some of, some of our best barbecue cookers around where I live is, um, and, and it's big, believe me, we have people when they have the barbecue festival, they come from all over this country. Um, and most of the best ones are, are colored guys and, and women and they, you know, it's not, it's a kind of a competition between them, but it's not a competition, but, um, it's, it's some good food. I'm telling you, I'm not just saying it cause it's from the South. Well, no, there's this literally saying, you know, uh, true Patriot put it up here. The way to a man's heart is to his stomach. And, uh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I'll have you know, to, and I'll, not, not to change that, but I, I noticed that a lot of people did check out the video on, uh, on this thing we're going to talk about on, on KC. Yeah. And I'm going to play, play, yeah, I'm going to play the full thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, appreciate y'all going and checking that out. You know, we do post a lot of stuff in there and a lot of times it gets looked at. So 
It gives yeah. you an opportunity like last night. We got cut off. If you wanted to hear the rest of it, you could have just went there and watched it for yourself. Exactly. But you know, I told I went to the comments last night and to tell or to our telegram was like, we're gonna finish this conversation because we got right and we were in the meat of a good conversation. So I'm gonna play this video again from beginning to end and then we'll discuss it. So cool. um this video is the one that we started to play last night. I'm gonna run it from the beginning. It's really not all that long. Um I just want you guys to catch up on what he was saying. Okay, so I don't normally do this. Greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Minute with a Maker with the Brother in Christ Mark. So it's with a great deal of reluctance that I address this subject, but I feel very compelled. So many others have been talking about this, and I owe a great deal of credit for some of this information to Brother Aaron of God a Minute. So we all know about the Great American Eclipse that occurred on August 21, 2017, that didn't touch any other island or nation except for America. And it crossed seven cities with the name of Salem, and the second half of the name Jerusalem is the name Salem. And right in the middle of the name Jerusalem are the letters USA. On uh, August 21 at 8.46 a.m. local time in Salem, Oregon, uh, the path of totality first hit the U.S. West Coast at about the same time as sunset in Jerusalem. And of course, uh, to a Jew, the end of one day and the beginning of the next day is sunset. Kind of seems like there might be a connection between America and Israel, Jerusalem in particular. Now we have another total solar eclipse in America. You know, these are not very common. And the uh, 2017 that was an America-only eclipse was actually the first one since America was a nation. So the previous one was in 1776. Almost make you think that they're like bookends to the existence of America as a nation. And then on April 8th, 2024, we're going to have another one. This one comes up from the southwest across the country to the northeast, forming a big X across the entire country. So this one enters at Eagle Pass, Texas. Guess everything must come into the country through Eagle Pass, Texas. Everything under the sun. So this one crosses six cities with the name of Nineveh. So I mentioned before uh, that, uh, that these two eclipses are seven years apart, but that's actually not quite right. It's a little bit less than that. And in fact, it is six years, six months, six weeks, and six days. Um, so I first had to check that, verify the numbers, and it didn't quite work out. I was two days off. Then I realized there were two leap years between 2007 and 2024. It is correct. It is exactly correct. So go ahead. Tell me this is just a coincidence. So I quickly uh, had to go back and reread the story of Jonah and Nineveh. You know, Jonah didn't want to go. Uh, he fled in the opposite direction, but uh, God redirected him. And then he did uh, go to that uh, great city as three days walk uh, to go from one side of the city to the other. But he was far from sincere as he was given his warning of judgment. He basically went down the streets just saying, you're going to get it. Uh, judgment is coming to you in 40 days. You're all going to die. Okay. So then real he quick, he says 40 days. Um, so this is how long it was going to be before God destroyed Nineveh. Um, and then, you know, he went up to on the mountain to kind of watch this whole thing take place. And it never happened. 40 days. That 40 days comes up a whole lot in scripture. Um, and it oddly falls into here as well. I don't think he mentions it in here. But the last time that this happened in the country, 40 days after the um the x between the uh, multiple eclipses um there was a lot of earthquakes that were that happened in that area so this was back in the 1700s like right 1776 i believe right around that time 
Um, and what did we have there? We had uh, our war for our independence um, took place at that time. So he kind of compares this as possible bookmarks, like a beginning and an end. Um, but anyways, it took place in Oklahoma. There were earthquakes 40 days after the second part of the eclipse. Um, but this was so long ago that they couldn't have a uh, um, they had no idea to tell how many people died or anything like that. Plus, um, our lands weren't developed quite like they are today. Um, you know, so this time it'd be interesting if, if we had another like 40 days after, like he was, you know, saying kind of lining up once again with Nineveh, the 40 days, um, you know, like I said, no scare, anything like that. We all know that God's got our backs. He will talk to us. He will tell us when to take off where we need to be. You know, it's, it's all comes down to that faith in God, but the way that things are lining up with old and today and the numbers and everything is just insane to watch the show. But it didn't happen. The reason it didn't happen is because the, the, the people repented. The king repented. You see, God had already conditioned the people ahead of time. Jonah didn't know anything about that. So when, he's, he, when he showed up, uh, they did listen and they did repent. So it's estimated that the time of Jonah's warning was somewhere between 793 B.C. and 750 B.C. Well, it turns out on June 15, 763 B.C., there was a total solar eclipse near the city of Nineveh. Hmm. So that leads me to the obvious question. Is this a Nineveh warning to America to repent? Honestly, don't know. Um, I am convinced, however, that judgment is coming to America for its vast abominations, in particular uh, to its young and also to its connection to Israel. You see, God gave a warning to not divide the land, and he calls it his land. Um, he, he doesn't say it's Israel's land, he says it's his land. He gave it to Israel, but it's his land, and he says, do not divide the land. Uh, so don't divide it, and, and, and don't divide the city of Jerusalem. But yet that is exactly, it is exactly what this administration is doing right now. They're working on it this minute. Joel 3.2 says, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. I've had a specific concern. I've never had a prophetic dream or vision ever. But I've had a specific, detailed concern for over 30 years that if America divides his land, he will divide our land right down the middle along the Mississippi River. Again, I don't know anything. I'm even uncomfortable talking about this subject. I try to keep my messages very close to Scripture. Uh, so does anything happen uh, within 40 days of April 8? I can't say. But I do believe that God is going to judge America, and I do expect that to occur soon. Um, so, um, you know, if there is a massive New Madrid earthquake that causes Lake Michigan to dump into the Mississippi, and it goes from being one mile wide to 100 miles wide, well, that would divide the land, wouldn't it? So is judgment coming to America? I, I believe that it is. But as far as what and when, you know, I, I cannot say. But what I can say is that this is an evil government. I can say that this is uh, a, a people of great wickedness now. And abominations are vast in this land. I agree. And, you know, this one thing, too, is that I always wondered, um, you know, is this going to be kind of, a recreation in, in a way of Nineveh to where, you know, 
God is already working ahead, you know, getting the repentance, you know what I'm saying? Giving us that last chance for judgment. Cause remember in Nineveh, the destruction never happened. So, um, you know, Becky Elam says, uh, she says, um, go, that coach Dave, uh, Dabemeyer's show on rumble this morning had Sheila home. Um, I saw Sheila home on a, um, that was sent to me the other day. I believe DJ Shaw sent it, which was, uh, yeah. on David Nino on Nino's corner. And she went through a lot of information that this guy didn't even cover. It's like every time I, I find something where somebody has been digging, they, they bring in more connections, you know, and the big one, you know, to me that really stood out was, um, little Egypt, you know, being kind of the area right where the, the cross tape or the X or the top or whatever you want to call it, like kind of covers. And then mm -hmm. it also falls right. If you go back and you look at the old, um, United States Navy, into the world map, or whatever you want to call it. That's how I always find it when I go to Google. I just type in into the world map and it always pops up. But it was a map that was put out years ago. U.S. Navy um, officially put it up on theirs as well. And it was uh, showed areas after earthquakes and fault line eruptions or whatever that were covered with water. And uh, basically the United States gets split um, by the Mississippi River that goes all the way up Michigan, Canada, whatever, all the way down um, out into the Gulf. And it cuts straight through, but little Egypt is like right in the center of that split, um, by Illinois. Yeah. It was impressive to, to listen to her talk. Um, I'm, I, you know, I haven't researched all that stuff that she talked about with the actual history here in America, but I mean, it was, it was interesting to say the least the thing that stood out to me the most is where she started talking about the 10 tribes out of the 12 tribes of Israel that were separated and her her thought process and even some of her research shows that some of those 10 tribes could be our Native Americans. Yes. Um, which I found very, very, very interesting because I have a lot of Cherokee Indian in me. Um, and it could explain, I mean, when you think about it, you, you, little Egypt, then you, you think about them 10 tribes, if those 10 tribes were the different Indian nations, it's it's almost like you know, the whole Exodus Moses thing all over it's again. Very here in similar. Cause how long were they roaming around in the desert? You know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, there again, can, you know, can all this stuff be proven? It, it probably could if somebody would just take time to do it. I mean, they have found, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but in the Grand Canyon, there's certain places you can't even fly over the Grand Canyon, no fly zones, but it's been, it's been told, um, through some other resources and even on television, um, history channel, stuff like that, that they, there was architects that actually found caves with Egyptian hieroglyphs in them and could have housed, well, you know, vast amounts of their wealth. Well, the lady now, home literally said earlier that they were, uh, carvings in that er that same area that were like a specific type of Hebrew. Like it was like the, the old, the yeah, old, like the old Hebrew that, that like right. nobody would just be like, no graffiti artist going to be like, Oh, well, this is going to be so awesome. I'm going to like old Hebrew tag this wall. I mean, right. they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have known about that because it was the old style, um, kind of like the Phoenician style writing to where now it's, it's a, like a modernized new age kind of Hebrew writings that we have. So they, whoever, if somebody tried to fake that, they would have went with what we have today, not the old original. Yeah. That that's fascinating. I mean, seriously, that's, that's mind blowing. When you think about it, I haven't seen it. I don't have any proof of it, but to talk about it is, I mean, that's kind of like finding Bigfoot. 
No, nah, it, it is, you know, and, um, you know, true Patriot talks about the pyramid that's out there as well in the grand Canyon. Um, yeah. there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, even when you get down to the Hoover dam, um, and down to the bottom of that, all the, cause we, we talked about this on some episodes back, like maybe a year ago. Yeah, that's um, mind blowing. Yeah. All the different, um, Egyptian and pagan stuff that's literally down in the Hoover dam. So it's all over the country, but remember too, um, and I, I for the life of me, cannot remember the name of the book. If, if I find it again, I will, um, link it under KC on a uh, telegram, but there was a book that was written. It was, a uh, an anthropologist that went around our country and he was, this was like a long time ago. And he was going from tribe to tribe, to tribe, to tribe and talking to all the leaders of all the tribes around our country. And he got one story that connected to every one of the tribal leaders that he talked to. And it was a story of a spirit male that they saw that was, they, they considered white as snow and had, um, holes like mended mm. holes in his hands and his feet. Like every one of the, the native leaders all mentioned the same thing. And like, and, and they know who it was. They even admitted, they were like, you know, we, we know who it is now. Like back in the day when the elder tribe saw this, they, they could just describe him, but they didn't know who he was necessarily today. Um, by the description that the elder leaders gave them about, you know, white, long hair, spirit holes, mended holes in the hands and the feet they put two and two together and figured out who had visited them. Right. You know, a lot of Puritans, when they came to America, they, they made it a point, even the Catholics did to, to talk with the native tribes. And of course they all tried to get them to come to their, their, their denomination. Let's say it that way. So, you know, they may have gained a little insight there, but how they could all explain seeing, I mean, were they all hitting out of the home, the, the same bong? I mean, that's what I'm kind of asking you. It's not, can't be a coincidence. Now, what did they see? I, I don't know because Lucifer can appear as an angel of light, but yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's very interesting. Not, it, uh, it definitely I'll tell, is. I'll tell you something else that's interesting. You're playing that video and he said, uh, uh, you know, just like Sheila said too, 40 days after this eclipse. So I went in and started while that video was playing, I went and counted 40, 40 days past the April 8th, which comes up to May 18th would be the 40th day. So I thought, okay, what is 18 in numerology? 18 in numer numerology is, um, it comes from the symbolic meaning of bondage. Um, after taking possession of the promised land, the children of Israel in bondage to, were in bondage to several nations of people before Saul was made king. Two of their enemies, Elgon and Moabite king and the Philistines, with the help of the people of Ammon, oppressed them for 18 years. That's, that's kind of funny. Bondage can also be in the spiritual nature, of course. You, know, you, can, you can have spiritual bondage. I, I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting because she, the lady talks about this is more of a cleansing, yeah, she, it, spiritual she, cleansing. Yeah, than she, a said that, she said that what October would be like a new beginning. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. This would be, and it, it she, she, the way she was, you know, describing it, it's like, this isn't, you know, the end, you know what I'm saying? This is like the redemption. This is the, the right. time for repentance and that, right. that the world's going to wake up. And then by October, I can't remember what day she said, but by October, basically we are mm -hmm. going to be going into a new thing. And then he asked, went in further and was like, so does this mean that Trump's going to be back in office? And she was like, everything's about to change. Yeah, you know, and and there again, we don't we're going off of somebody who's person, yeah. You know, we we don't know, but I I don't believe it is the end by no means. I kind of agree with her on that concept that this is a this is a repentant stage 
just like it was in Jonah's time. You know, that's what we were talking about. Um, and I believe that's what God's doing. I've said for years that God's slowly but surely removing his hand off of us. And unless people repent and come back to him, we're looking at destruction. Yeah, and you don't have to be an expert, folks, to know. You don't even have to be gifted. Just read the Old Testament, and you find out every time that people were stiff-necked, as it was called in the Old Testament, and they turned away from God, something happened to them. Well, yeah. what do you expect, America? You, you think you can just run around here and do whatever it is that you want to do, and and you know God's not going to, at some point, look down, find out, whatever, and he's not going to chastise you to keep you in line. It's because he loves you. It's not because he wants to kill you. He wants you to come back to him. You know, we say it on here all the time. What is the, what is the one thing that he wants? He wants a relationship with you. Yeah. Okay. So people, you know, people's all over the world. We gotta, we gotta repent for the things that we're doing and we have to come back to his obedience, his relationship, his thought processes, his word, his commandments and, you know, things like that. It's not a, I don't see how people don't get it. Well, they're about to, <clears throat> and like yeah. I said, is we, we've been we've been saying there's going to be some big thing that's going to wake people up, you know. So and it's going to happen. So what do we do now? I'll tell you what we do. We pray every day, multiple times until that time, and ask that God utilize this opportunity to wake up the kings, to wake yeah. them up, to turn their hearts around. Because remember, when you go back to Nineveh, um, Jonah was kind of sarcastic about it. He's like, these people can't change. He's like, all right, repent, repent, repent. Goes up to the mountain to watch them all like get destroyed. But they didn't. And it's because God had already been working in their lives before Jonah even got there. And therefore, not only did the people of Nineveh repent, but the king did too. So I would yep. love to see that repeat right here that this, whatever happens or transpires during this time is that wake up call for our enemies and that the kings um, have a change of heart as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something everybody needs to be praying for, you know, that God will, you know, I do it all the time, you know, Lord, be merciful to them and, and turn them, you know, cause them to repent, whatever it takes, cause them to repent. If not, replace them with God for people. Now, amen to that. You we know, don't have to go, we don't have to go after these people. The Lord's, his, it's his vengeance. Okay. He's in control. I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do, but if we're going to pray for these people, if they won't turn and repent, then, hey, you know, Lord, please replace these people with people who serve you. Oh, no. It's, it's just that simple. Exactly. You know, um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's been a Christian for a long time. It was one of the people that I did back in the day. They were so pushy with it <clears throat> that it kept me from like coming over. But the moment that I found God, I'm like, OK, guys, I just want to thank you and let you know that the seeds that you planted back then actually grew. Um, you know, and, I, and, and they were like, you know, so we, we had a good conversation about it and, and, you know, what we've been doing over the last couple of years with the show and then, you know, getting further into scripture and having a better understanding about it and so forth. And, uh, I was like, you know, I'm diligently working every day to become good enough to enter heaven. And she was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm ready to get into heaven. And I was like, are you, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, my first thought when she, when they, when she said that was, um, individually, None of us are ready to get into heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like the only reason that we're even in the running for heaven is because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross to give us that opportunity. So when we get mm -hmm. into heaven, it certainly isn't going to be Joseph Duncan that earned his way into heaven. It's going to be, thank you, Jesus, for looking at me and loving me enough to give me this opportunity to get into heaven. You know, so, um, so we got into a little back and forth about that. And I basically broke it down this way. I'm like, look, we're human. 
We're all of the flesh. I said, we will battle the flesh until the day that we leave this earth. There's no ever getting around it. I said, our job is to repent, to work on ourselves, to become better. I'm like, but I said, but you still sin. I said, you know what I'm saying? I, we recognize it now. I was like, but how many times have you been about to do something? And your brain knew you were like, this is wrong. It's a sin, but you did it anyways. And most likely when you're doing something which falls into the sin category, you're enjoying what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That's the bad part about sin is it devil makes sin taught, you know, like enjoyable, you know what I'm saying? Like it's something that, you know, it's, we have to fight with it. And I was like, we're going to battle that for the rest of our lives. I was like, you know, and it's inherently evil. It's the evil part. Isn't necessarily just the fact that we still sin. It's the fact that when we do sin, we enjoy it. I said, we may regret it the moment we're done with it. I was like, but you wouldn't do the sin if, if it wasn't, you know, making your, uh, endorphins rush or something like that. I was like, you know, it's a bad thing. I was like, but we're humans. I said, it is Christ alone that has given us that opportunity to go to heaven. I said, we'll never be worthy individually, but we're worthy through Christ. Yeah, that's why it's called the age of grace. You're, you're not under the law anymore. Because if you were, I promise you, everybody would go to hell if you did, if that was the case. See, that's the thing, though, is if we were still under that law with the fact that everyone's already sinned once, then everybody at this point would be like, what do we got to lose? Let's just spend the rest of our lives indulging in things that we shouldn't. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, like, that's why, you know, I've talked to people that believe wholeheartedly still in the law kind of thing. And, and I, you know, my always my go-to is this, you know, um, if, if that be the case, you, you do realize that if you break one, you broke them all. Yeah. So that just tells me this, you may put a statute limitation and say, this is not as bad as that. That's not as bad as this. Doesn't matter if you break one, according to God's word, you broke them all. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes you imperfect in its own scent. You know, maybe, maybe you did this or think about it this way. When a rich, rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to have salvation? You know, I've kept the commandments. I've obeyed my mother and father, you know, and, and I'm sure Jesus was like, well, you know, you've done good, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go sell everything you have and distribute it to the poor. And what did the rich young ruler do? He turned around and walked off. So see, it didn't even have anything necessarily. I'm not saying it didn't wholeheartedly, but necessarily anything to do with the commandments because e even if a person did, he still fell at the end because he didn't have love in his heart. You know, so there's, it, we're under the age of grace and, and praise God for that because without Jesus's blood sacrifice, we wouldn't stand a chance because I can tell you right now, there's no way that I could, I could do all the stuff that they did in Exodus, just Exodus alone. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. Risk. I mean, like, um, you know, I, just look at me right now, man. I would be going to hell for having long hair. I'd be going to hell for tattoos, like literally, and it all falls when they're talking in, in Leviticus, like when they're all talking about the, the way that the, the Levite, um, uh, priests were supposed to be no long hair, um, tat, you know, no tattoos and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? By, by that law alone, I, I wouldn't have a chance to get into heaven. Right. You know, and don't, must, don't, don't, don't miss it because we're under age of grace. Don't get you, you know, a free ride. You know, we talked about this in a previous show about your rewards, crowns, things of that nature. So what you do now is, is simple nature. God said, if you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you, but make no mistakes. 
you're going to stand before him one day and you're going to give an account. But instead of getting put in hell, you're going to lose some rewards. And I can promise you, you're going to feel real shameful. We're all, oh, I shouldn't. We all are going to feel shameful when our rewards are taken away because of things that we've done when we're supposed to be giving those to Jesus, you know? Um, So it's, you're not going to hell for it, but just don't go around here thinking you can get away with everything. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, um, you know, the, the, the commandments were written in stone. They weren't written in the sand or on paper. Like these things, they're still important today. We still need to abide by those laws, but Christ knew like, okay, man, these guys, we're going to have an empty heaven unless we do something, you know what I'm saying? So like they recognized, you know, that our only chance for salvation, our only chance to get in the heaven was through Christ period. Um, like Jeff said, does that mean stop doing what the old Testament asked us to do? No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Like follow, especially those 10 commandments. Um, you know what I'm saying? But like, as far as the long hair, the tattoos, the eating pork, um, I, I've literally had conversation about this. Everybody, matter of fact, someone was going off on the other day um, about eating pork. Um, you know, and I, I thought that that law was in the past too. And, uh, I mean, that's a tough one to give up. I mean, if God was like, no more pork, I'd be like, okay, father, that's going to be a tough one, but I'll do it because you asked me to. Well, we're, we're supposed to ask the Lord to bless our food here again. We're not under the old law. Paul, Paul blatantly says that we're not under the law. Okay. And under the law, you weren't allowed to eat pork. Okay. We're not there anymore, folks. We're in the age of grace and anything just like, just like what the Lord told Peter, you know, don't call anything that I blessed bad. Those are my words. Um, he kind of scolded Peter for that. Um, so by asking the Lord to bless it, you know, I say this, if, if you sit down to eat a strip of bacon and you're not supposed to eat bacon and you're saved and you ask the Lord to bless that food, Lord says he will do. Okay. Um, then how is it a sin if God blesses it? Yeah. How, how is that? I mean, there's, there's no way you, what you're saying is you're saying that God is sinning against himself. That's, I'm just going to throw that out. That's idiocracy. Yeah. There's no way God is perfect. He does not make mistakes. He's never made a mistake and he never will make a mistake. And if my God blesses it, I'll promise you it's blessed. <laughs> so, you know, read, don't, don't believe me. Do your own reading. And MSM wires, is that bacon rocks or bacon rocks? Because, uh, I'll throw some bacon rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Where's it's, he at, by the way? I thought he was supposed he, to be here he is, tonight. He's uh, having trouble getting on the computer like all of us have been. So, um, no doubt. Yeah, so he's no not doubt. in trouble tonight because I get it. <laughs> We've yeah. already been shut down once. He's um, probably wore out anyhow, so I don't blame him. You know, it's that baseball stuff. That's that's You're not young anymore. You're not young anymore. Let me say it that way. Yep, exactly. It's hard on a person, you know. Um, but, you know, we can take a lot of mess. I encourage everybody to go back. And Jonah's not a big chapter. I mean, not a big book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a few chapters. I encourage you all to go back and, and read it. And if there's something you don't understand, look it up. Look it up. Because there's some great messages we can all learn, um, you know, from this. And the one thing, like we said the other night, if nothing else we can take away from this is is that as Christians, as people sent by God, we should still, regardless if we like someone or not, we should do what God tells us to do. And and that's a hard thing. You know, we said that about some of our leadership. We've said that about some other things in this world. Um, but we still need to listen to the voice of God. And we need to, if nothing else, do your job. Tell them. Tell them what they need to hear that the Lord's laying on your heart. 
and let them cuss you out and walk away. Yep. You know, there's no shame in that. Humble yourself before God and he will bless you. Amen. God says that. You know, so that's that's one important thing, I think, out of all of the the whole book of Jonah that I took away was do what God tells you, leave the consequences to him, and it's gonna be a win win situation. And have faith in what God asks you to do. Don't don't question. Yeah. And that was one thing, you know, is that Jonah did. He questioned it, even the point when he when he did the purpose that God asked him to do, he did it kind of half-ass. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, you know what I'm saying? Where if God asks, you know, you should be like, have no question. Okay, God, <laughs> you know what you're you're doing. You know, um, you know, we'd had a conversation the other day. It's a little bit off, but you know, we went back and we talked about um when when Christ asked Abraham to kill his kid, to sacrifice right. his own child. Um, now we had discussed something that, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense too, is that, um, and it kind of lines up with God and Christ dying on that cross is that, um, Isaiah, who was his kid? It was Isaiah, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac wasn't like a baby. He wasn't like a uh, toddler. He was like an adult. So he was, he was still like probably around 30 years old. Yeah. So he was still technically a kid. But he was literally at the same age that Christ was when Christ died on that cross. You know what I'm saying? So, so ultimately, if you go back and you read the story, especially knowing the New Testament, going and reading that old story, you're like, whoa, this lines up. Because literally God asked him to sacrifice his child. And then he was last minute was like, okay, no, you listen to me. You don't have to do it. But then God ended up doing that himself. So it was it, it just the parallels of those two are, are mind blowing as well. Well, you know, it. Yeah, and I could go into it a lot more. We don't, I'm not going to. We don't have time for it. But I have my own things that kind of the Lord has showed me um, dealing with that. Um, just like what you said about Isaac, you know, right there at that age. Um, but isn't it kind of funny how in Scripture, Abraham is always referred to as father. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um that's or, I just find it ironic. It's it's like the Lord, and I discussed this with you. You know, it's like it's like God was seeing if Abraham was willing to do this, and if he was willing to do it, then okay, you're willing to do it. You're my chosen prophet. You're my chosen person. You're going to be the father of many nations. Hey, we're going to do this for humanity, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's just a lot of stuff involved in in a lot of these stories that over time as God leads you and shows you as you read scripture. And that's why it's so important. Folks understand it's so important that you get deep into the word of God. Even if you don't understand it, he will give you understanding yeah. when you need the understanding. So Definitely. don't get discouraged. Um, he will show you things that will, that will just change your life. It's just like these aha moments, you know, and it just fills you with joy to the point that sometimes you'll cry. Sometimes you'll shout. Sometimes you just, you know, you get cold chills Sometimes you you kind of get frustrated because you're like, why did I never see that? Yeah, yeah. that those are what I call God moments. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, you know, Lombaum says, "Uh, it's sad but true." Well, Democrats are okay with aborting people Isaac's age. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you're you're kind of right. Um, Mister yeah. Enigma says, "Uh, everything in the Bible is instructions on how to live in heaven paradise. If you can learn to live Christ like here on earth, then you can live in heaven." And I kind of like that as well. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of that's kind of true too. Um, of course, when we get to heaven, we'll get a different body. Actually, you're going to have three bodies: the one you have now, and then you'll get another one, then you'll get your glorified body. Um, 
and believe me, when you get there, it'll be instant. You're sealed. When you get there, you're sealed. You automatically know how to live. Believe me. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and this is the thing is that, um, you know, I start to understand more and more the importance praying for your enemies, praying for, you know, yourselves, your family, your friends, your enemies, everyone around this world. Um, because all in all, we are, um, we are in the image of God, everyone on this earth, no matter what, what you choose to celebrate, no matter what your culture is, no matter what ideology you fall into, we still come from the same God. And yeah, you were created. Yeah. And this is one thing that it was beautiful. I saw a, a Christian Hispanic man talking to um, a Muslim from the Mideast and they were going back and forth. Um, and uh, the guy pointed out just a valuable thing is that he goes, the difference between me and you is that I, as a Christian, love you. I don't necessarily love the religion that you chose. I don't love, you know, the ideology that you choose, but I love you because when I see you, since I and you were both created in the image of God, I see God within you. Um, and he goes, but you guys have no problem wiping us or taking us off the earth because we deny your religion. That's a big, huge difference. And it shows the love that comes with Christianity. Um, because like I said, we don't want to kill you if you don't, you know, follow Christ, but we understand the dire consequences that come when you don't follow Christ. Um, unlike the um, Islam religion, which will straight up have permission to kill you if you don't subscribe to the religion. Yeah, and that's that's true too. I've heard other people say that's not true. Um, I've talked to some people before that were just starting into that, you know, for lack of better words, religion, and oh, that's not true. But then I've talked to other people who came from that country, and they they did not deny. It. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to convert you, or I'm supposed to do away with you." Well, this guy right here, he was asking him questions about Jesus because you know, I mean, if you haven't read the Quran. Christ is mentioned all like he's not a little he's not a, an insignificant person in their scripture. He's not like the king of kings, the lord of lords. They don't consider him like God incarnate on this earth. Um but they do look at him as like a you know a prophet, you know somebody that that you know God chosen. And I didn't realize this, but he asked the guy, he was going through a bunch of questions. He goes, "Was Jesus born to a virgin?" Yes. Like literally all of this stuff is in scripture. And he, and then he finally said this. He goes, um, which of which of um, between Muhammad and and Jesus, which one of them has healed? Which one of them is created? And he goes, well, Jesus. And he goes, see, your your quote Messiah or whatever never created anything. He goes, you know, so literally you've got Jesus in your scripture, and he's done more miracles than the guy that you basically worship. Yeah. You know, and the, and the thing about it is, is attacking these people is not going to change them. You know, it's kind of like harsh words. If you, you go at someone with harsh words right out the gate, um, all you're doing is stirring the fire. You know, um, if you come with someone and, and remain calm, talk to them like they're a human being, get them calmed down. Then most of the time you, you can get people to understand and, and they may not accept it still, but at least the situation has calmed down. And now you're you're talking, you're discussing, and your thought processes can be absorbed. Yeah. To where if you're you're going at each other back and forth, cussing or you know balling your fist up or whatever, you're you're not getting anywhere. And you're and I can tell you this, you you're not. Which we don't save anybody anyhow. But it's just going to be hard for you to lead somebody to God with that kind of behavior. I'm just saying, especially if it's somebody you don't know. No, exactly. Um, 
you know, and, and true patriot, you know, brings up something here too. He says, not all Muslims want to kill you. If you don't believe what they do, it's the Islamic extremists that believe that. Now, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, it's well versed enough in, in that to know the difference, but I, I have also heard that there is a difference between like Islam and then the Muhammad Islamists. Like that there's kind of different, you know, it would be the difference between some of um, Christians' extreme religion or versions compared to our more grounded foundation um, churches. Yeah, no, I mean, I've heard the same thing, and that's that's why I've, I've asked some people before, and some people said no, and then I know other people that said, oh, yeah, you know, so were they extreme? I, I don't know. Um, I wasn't there to necessarily debate if they were right or wrong. My job is to inform you of Jesus Christ, what he did, how to get saved. You need to accept him, or these are the consequences. That's my job. That's my mission. Um, you know, Jesus said, go and spread the good news, the gospel. Um, he, he didn't tell me to go out here and tie somebody to a tree and slap them till they understood what I was saying. Um, you know, so that's my approach to things now in my life. Um, you know, that kind of happened when I got to the point that God showed me, I didn't need to argue his word. He's in control. His word doesn't come back void. Um, it's one of those things we, we just have to talk to people and we have to talk to people on their level and you're not going to get through there, everybody. God's word tells us not everybody's going to be saved. So even at that, don't get disappointed if you're trying to share the gospel with someone and they're not getting it. Don't stop. That's that's the key thing. Don't stop. Keep loving them. Keep telling them. Mm -hmm. Be as friendly as you can be. And trust me, some people, you, you're going to be hard-headed and they're going to try you. And you're, there's going to be times where you're going to mess up and you're going to have to go back and ask the Lord to help you and forgive you because you didn't handle that situation right. Been there, done it. That's the reason I can talk about a lot of things because there's not much you're going to do that I ain't never been there and done that. Yeah, exactly. Not tooting my own horn by no means because I have a lot of failures and I have a lot of sorrow well, and a lot of pain in my heart well, because of those things. But I've yeah, learned. You learn you know, from pain. Pain's the best right. teacher. Yeah, pain's the best teacher. Failure. It's, it's a learning process. Yeah, failure's a good teacher. And Mr. Um, Enigma, it's okay because I can't text God without it trying to put hot or gid. Yeah. It, it's yeah, I think we, we've gotten pretty good at reading through that. But yeah, every time I type in God or and I type in like I would say God is probably one of my most used words when I text, you know, God, Jesus or something like God bless, but it always wants to change it to like hot or good. And it knows, yeah. it knows what I'm trying to do. It knows exactly what yeah. I'm trying to do. And it's, it's worse if you update your phone. It's just a lot worse. Believe me. Yeah. I know. I'm still, I haven't updated mine, man. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to go back and delete what I, because the stupid autocorrect now puts it automatically in there for you. And I have to go back and delete it and watch it while I'm typing and, and I'm like, man, this is, that's the reason I just rather a phone call. Heck with texting. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, Jeff, I'm going to call you. This is too much to talk about in a text. Um, you know, but folks do go back and read Nineveh. You know, I encourage yeah. you to, to read that. Especially that's, that's now. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, it's not long. Go back, check that one out, especially, you know, before the next, uh, what month and seven days or whatever we got <laughs> left before, uh, before eclipse. It's going to be an interesting time. Um, so, and this is cool too. I came across this and this was awesome. Once again, I'm always, I, I love coming across, um, preachers that are also scientists because they have a really good way of being able to speak to other people in a way that I can't, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're trying to talk to a scientist about how God's real and their brain is nothing but like science, 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 science. It's a difficult right, thing well, to do. Who, who can reach a drug addict? 
better than another drug better addict. than another drug addict this guy right here is a um divinity scientist i mean he's first and foremost like god but he's also a scientist too and he was having a conversation with an atheist um about the big bang you know what i'm saying because he's like we are evolution we are the big bang and he's like no we're not we are created by the creator heavenly father god so he broke down one of the most amazing analogies ever and it was with a six-sided die he said it, if i was to roll it i'd have a, a one in six chance of rolling a six on a die if i wanted to roll that six two times in a row my chances just doubled you know what i'm saying of, of me being able to hit that mark i am now um maybe a one in a 20 chance or, or, or a little bit less but one in 12 one in 20 or something like that so ultimately what he was saying he goes now what are the odds that you would get six um sixes rolled in a row and he went through and he did the math of this and it was like astronomical i'm talking like we we are now entering the trillions and it's because it would take you like 10 trillion times to roll to where you finally get six in a row i mean you're talking trillions like 10 trillion okay so then he goes now i want you to apply this to the earth and and everything around is being created he goes what are the odds that we had a big bang which literally pushed everything into existence on the first go he goes if it was too fast the universe would have just bypassed and blown through and nothing would have been created if it was too slow everything would have just um and like basically imploded on itself He's like, so it had to have been perfect on the first try. He goes, you are now going into the trillions of trillions of trillions of the trillions as a possibility of that happening on the first try, which is proof that God was the one who was responsible for creating it because God only needs one try. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I, I like, I like people who were in the science that got converted to, you know, because they bring up some interesting things that you you kind of don't think about, you know? No, no, exactly. Like I said, you know, it's, I, I love this because, um, you know, that's one thing too, you know, I, I hear a lot of people as we talk about CERN quite often, um, and what's going on over, um, in Geneva and the areas where, you know, the CERN, they're building the bigger hadron colliders and so forth, you know, so people are always like, well, why would people do this why would they do this kind of work why would people voluntarily go in and pull dark matter and demons and open portals and all this other stuff and the answer is simple a they don't have god in their heart and they're straight up scientists and scientists want to outdo themselves they want to be better they want to create the better thing and challenge themselves to do better so they don't see god in the equation they only see themselves as the creator not god is the creator and that's why you've got people that are literally down there doing things and then the next question is well when they do this and this crazy thing happens and demons start coming through why do they still do it once again they can't help it it's a narcissistic tendency to where they have to outdo themselves the next time so you know i was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who isn't a christian he's a scientist about artificial intelligence my perspective i'm scared to death of, of this technology I don't see anything good coming out of it. I'd rather never see it in my life again and do everything more difficult or harder my whole life than even simplifying it with this forbidden knowledge. 
his thing was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to humanity because it's going to simplify all technology. You know what I'm saying? So he's looking, I'm looking at it from a God view. He's looking at it completely from a science view, you know, as, as this is a beautiful thing. And I was like, well, here's the problem though, is scientists won't stop. They won't be like, awesome. We've created artificial intelligence. It's allowed, you know, to render images of things, create videos and, uh, get to an answer quicker than we can. Okay. But the next scientist is going to be like, no, I'm going to outdo that. And that is how you're going to end up with these artificial intelligence robots that are taking over everything is because the next scientist is going to want to outdo this scientist. And then eventually you're going to have something that you no longer have control over. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff. That's for sure. No, nah, it, it's pretty frightening stuff. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of the news and the reasons that we're going through what we're going through this e right now, you know, which is why we need, uh, this is why we need a repenting of uh, some, some event to make everybody repent right here in this country, a revival. You know what I'm saying? This is what we need. We need a great, great, great revival. Right. And so, one, one quick thing real yeah. quick. Um, if you do go back and read Jonah, also go over to Matthew chapter 12 and read about Jonah there as well. Starts in verse 38, Matthew 12, verse 38 starts there. Awesome. Yeah, I was actually interrupt you, but it's, it's important if you read the book of Jonah, also read what Jesus had to say. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually going through reading a lot of that. I was jumping around. Like I said, one, that's the great thing is you get in these rabbit holes and it brings you from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other. And you never, like I said, is I'll read these things before, but they won't jump out at me until I get into one of these rabbit holes. And then I see the connections because I'm looking for them, you know? So that's the great thing. That's what I love about scripture is that I don't care if you've read it a hundred times, you're still going to catch something next time you read something new. Um, yeah. I'd imagine some of your most weathered preachers are the same way. They're like, whoa, check this out. They, I, I don't know if they get as excited as I do. <laughs> I'm like a little kid. I'm like, oh my gosh, check I, this out. I know, some, I know some of them do. That's for sure. Well, that's good. That's how it should be, man, because it's an exciting thing. Sure. You, know? you love to look like I do. I mean, I love for, I pray all the time, God, you know, open my eyes more, open my ears more, show me things. Give, you know, I love it. Well, you and I have some pretty deep conversations. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. Um, so what are some of the reasons that we need this fix? Well, we see a billion reasons right now that's happening in this country. Um, you've got the the immigrants coming in here. We know that they're sleepers. We're going to be entering in some chaos, dealing with that here soon. At the very least, an economy crash, which is on the way. We hit a new record in our economy today. We're over 39,000. Um, once again, this is all manufactured. It's one of the greatest plays ever to keep people investing money into a failed system. Our money's not based upon anything. Everything's about to crash, but they can't have everybody go and pull their money out. They, they have their evil dire plan. Another one of these reasons right here, this came out of Colorado from representative Scott bottoms. He confirms that people are buying one to five year old children for sex. Okay. Once again, Colorado representative says this. He went on to say that almost every time they get off on probation after buying a child and violating these kids, he goes, there are times that I am discouraged about my job. Come on, open up. I'm discouraged about my job as a representative and also just what happens here at the Capitol. He said, we sat in a committee all day, discuss whether or not somebody that buys a little child 
their two, three, four, five-year-old kids. They buy them for sex. Then we tried to get a bill through. Representative Bradley sent one through that was going to pass, um, put these buyers in jail. Right now, most of the time, they get off on probation. Um, almost all the time, they get off on probation after buying a child and violating them. And we tried to say, well, they need to at least serve a minimum of four years. And I think that that's way nice. You should be getting life or death. Um, and then we sat and listened to the Democrats fight against this bill, fight against putting these people in jail, and then came up with all kinds of reasons, including that these buyers are victims themselves. This is our government. This is um, the congressional government right now. Democrats are literally fighting to keep these pedophiles out of jail. He said, this is very discouraging. It's also very disgusting for me that we would actually have to defend this when everybody should be, um, you know, fighting this or fighting against this. And then they voted completely along party lines. Democrats voted 100% against putting these pedophiles in jail, that they did not want to put these pedophiles in jail at all. They defended the pedophiles. This is why it's so difficult sometimes to do what we do around here because we know we're on the side of, of riot. Yeah, that's, that's a touchy subject. You know how I feel about all that. Now, and this is horrible because, like I said, here's an, an example right here, exactly, millstones, where it's not even the fact that this shouldn't even be a battle. This should be like, oh, no question, you're 100% right. These people need to be held accountable for these crimes. But instead, they literally have to have arguments and debates. And then 100% of the Democrat voted on party lines in order to keep these people out of jail. So they're trying to convince us that this ain't even a problem. And now they even moved up further and be like, oh, well, kids are allowed to make their own decisions. And all of this is about this. So, I mean, a kid's not old enough to go, hey, I want a, a pint of Guinness at a pub. They're not like old enough to be like, hey, I want to take a drag off your cigarette. They're not old enough to get into an R-rated movie. They're not old enough to drive a car, but they're yeah, old yeah. enough to make these kind of decisions. And that brings up a very good point. If you read God's word, you find out, and everybody here is a parent. You listen to me, and you listen to me very well. Again, don't believe me. Go do your own reading. Until your child comes of age, you are solely responsible for what they do. Yeah. Now, when I say that, I'm not just talking about what they're doing in your house or at school. In the eyes of the Lord, you are responsible for that child having the right upbringing. And even to a point after they get out of that age, you're still responsible. Okay. Um, now, does it mean God's going to hold you solely accountable for what your child does at 38 years old? All right. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is God has blessed you. He has gifted you with a child. And he expects you to rear and to raise that child Amen. godly as you can. And I have known a lot of preachers in my days and a lot of good people that I would say are good Christian people, um, that their, their children gave them a hard time. Um, and a lot of them were alcoholics or on drugs. Some of them even got into Satanism. There's a reason for that. And you know what that reason is? It's not because they're any different. They're possessed or anything like that. It's because the enemy is attacking what God said the way should be, just like everything that goes on in this world is an attack from the opposing side to cause you to stumble, to cause you to fall, because the opposing side knows 
that it breaks God's heart. But my point is, is you are as a parent, just like I am, my children are well of age now, but I am still to some degree responsible as long as I'm drawing breath to tell them, hey, you know what God says about that right there? You're responsible. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell for it, but you will give an account. So, you know, that's that's where we need to be in, in our society. We need to quit letting these children think that they're old enough and adult enough to make these decisions. No. You know, I'm going to tell you this, until I became well of age, there were certain things that my dad would not let me do or my mom wouldn't let me do for that very reason. Yeah. Um, and at that time, my dad wasn't really a, what I would say a godly man, um, but he still had enough knowledge of knowing from his mother certain things. And that's how we need to be. We need to look at you. No, I said your curfew's at 10 o'clock and you will be in this house at 10 o'clock or you will suffer the consequences. Okay. We're not debating this. I am the parent. You are the child. I'm not your best friend. I want to be your friend, but I'm not your best friend. We're not playing this game. And that's where we need to be. Yep. I'll be your friend when you're an adult. Like Long, yeah, I mean, like Longbum says, they're not old enough till they're 35. If I had a daughter, I'd be like, yes, you can date when you're 35. Well, I have a daughter close to that age and I'm, I'm forever scolding her to the point. Not, well, not really scolding. I'm like, yeah, you know what the Lord says about that, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure because I'm not going to stand guilty in front of God. Well, hey, why, Jeff, why didn't you tell her this? You knew this. Why didn't you, you know, my word says that you're supposed to tell your children. Okay. So I'm one of them people. I, I when I stand before God and somebody's trying to accuse me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be that person that raises, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that. I told you so person when it comes to that. I just give them the look. Like, yeah, come on. Just, really? <laughs> we, that's what's wrong with our, our children. A lot of it. No, nah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is that we love them. And we want the best for them. You know, so does God. Exactly. God wants the best for all of us no, too. And look how disobedient we all are sometimes. That's the thing. Exactly. You know, and that's one, you know, too, is, you know, when, when, when Christ died on that cross, you know, in order to get into heaven, we've got to repent. We've got to accept them into our, our hearts, but we also need to obey. That's another important little aspect that lies in there. Cause a lot of people too, the, they forget the obey part. It's like, Oh no, I accepted Christ in my heart. I'm good. I'm like, but do you obey? Yeah. You know, we still, what did the Lord say? The Lord said obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, obedience. Exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, so whether what God's asking you to do has any effect whatsoever, it's showing that your obedience, you know, just like with Passover, it wasn't the blood that they put on top of the, the door that worked. It was the obedience to God. So any demon that came by there, that blood was a representation of whoever was inside is obedient to Christ or to God and you know what I'm saying? So it's the obedience that has the effect. It's the same thing we were talking about, the anointing and so forth like that. It's obedience. Mm -hmm. It's not the oil that does anything. Right. It's Christ and, and the obedience by doing what God has asked you to do. All right. You're following his word. You're doing what he instructed you to do, and you're relying on him for the benefit of that. Um, that's that's what a lot of things, folks. I mean, it's just it's, it's seriously, it's just that simple. And Unfortunately, we've had colleges and we've had other people that have intentionally wanted to deceive us over the years. And again, that's why I say over and over and over, read for yourself, get into the word of God. Amen. You know, that's, that's, what's going to help you. No, absolutely. We got a lot of work to do. Like I said, this is, this is the time to shine. You know, we, we're in the midst of the battle. Hasn't gotten ugly. Eh? We're not watching persecution and death. Like we, you know, we were told we would see, we got a lot yeah. of work to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yet. Yet. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying though, but we still have a job to do right now. And, um, and even in those times we have a job, look at every time the disciples or apostles were thrown in prison. Almost every time that you read that the one of them went to jail, they ended up being some type of salvation that went on. Oh no, they, that's what I'm saying is that utilize everything. Like, trust yeah. me, if you're a servant of God and you end up in a place, you're like, okay, this isn't a very godly place. Trust me, you're there for a reason. So just yeah. like with John the Baptist, just like with Paul, anytime these people ended up going into a prison, what did they do? They changed people's lives. They baptized them. They got them to repent. They introduced them to God. I go back to Coy um, Griffin here, one of our friends here, Cowboys for Trump, literally did the same thing. He, he took Paul's cue. He took John the Baptist's cue, got thrown in the gulag over there for January 6th. And what did he do? He was ripping pages out of his Bible and passing them over to the guy next to him in the jail cell. Who was the guy next to him? The shaman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah. he didn't. And this was his like Bible Bible, but he didn't hesitate. He's like, God will bring me a new one. And he's ripping out pages of it and passing it on because it would have, you know, he couldn't pass the whole Bible and it had to be in these little pages the same way they do over in China. And then what do the Chinese people do? They memorize the Bible. Matter of fact, those Chinese memorize the Bible better than most people here in America because they've sure. got no other way to carry that scripture around with them, which is the sure. whole point of why God wants you to imprint it into your heart. The same exact meditate. reason they do over in China. Yeah, um, you got to meditate, meditate exactly. on his word. Exactly. Um, so we'll go through a few, a few things here before we go into our prayer for this evening. Um, so real quick, guys, uh, weaponized IRS. So we knew this. So uh, um, we have now gotten O'Keefe. James O'Keefe has now gone under again and gotten somebody from the IRS on the camera who literally admits that they are spying. They know everything that we've got in our accounts, what we're spending it on. He goes, uh, that's not constitutional, is it? And he goes, oh, no, it's not. So they're even admitting that they know what they're doing is wrong. And once again, all on videotape undercover. That explains these 87,000 um, IRS agents that they have now hired to basically come after us. And it certainly isn't going to be the rich people. It's going to be your average person. They are removing a middle class. They are going to divide this country into really poor and really wealthy and nothing in between. That's where they're heading with that. So IRS, man, we need to abolish it. Oh, man, if Trump gets in there, they need to get, give the IRS the boot, flat tax, whatever they have to do to get rid of that evil organization. Get out of NATO, get out of the United Nations, remove ourselves from any WEF, um, World Economic Forum, the health, all this stuff. We need to pull ourselves away from all of these things and then worry about this country again, um, not letting other people try to rule us. Another thing, too, uh, a child trafficking camp discovered in Arizona in 2018 was located on a property owned by CMEX. Um, CMEX, um, a donor to the Clinton Foundation, CMEX is that company. The last couple of uh, infrastructures that have fallen over, the building down in Florida, the bridge that fell down in Florida a couple of years ago, all um, funded and built by this company, CMEX. So it's not very good concrete, obviously, but they also have a patent. If you go through when you look up the CMEX patent, they put human blood as part of the um, ingredients that go into their cement. So tell me that's not Satan sacrifice, like voodoo kind of stuff right there. Well, that goes back to Egyptian time, too. Yeah, the same thing where they were putting the blood of the innocent and the virgins and stuff like that into what they were creating. And their so, straw and stuff. 
Exactly. Both mics. Yep. So they're doing exactly the same thing here. Um, this one's kind of a mind blower too. So in the same day, I literally saw Joe Rogan say, we need Jesus. Please come back soon. I know, man. I was like, I, I don't like rewind it a couple of times and watch the lips to make sure somebody didn't like dub it. But yeah, so he's like literally like, okay, we need Jesus. He needs to come back soon. And then um, I found another one with Joe Rogan and uh, um, Dr. Phil, who I thought was a product of Oprah. And he's like one of the only people right now who is openly calling out what's happening down at the border with the immigrants coming over and admitting that these are sleeper cells in our country. Well, I'm, I'm just going to, and, and you know, I understand you're reading that, but I'm just going to throw it out here. I don't trust either one of them. Oh, I don't trust anybody related to Oprah. Um, but I do find it a bit interesting that, that he's I, I actually. Don't, I, don't, I don't trust Joe Rogan. I think he's an actor. I hope it sincerely means what he said about Jesus. I really do. Um, I do too. I just expected him to like burn up. Cause I don't think I've ever even heard him say Jesus before. That's kind of what oh. took me off. I'm like, Whoa. That's coming yeah, out of your mouth. I don't follow anything. I see any videos of oh, him. I don't I, go, I, don't, um, I just come across it. I, I don't. If you send me a video of him, I promise you, I won't. I won't watch it. If you're out there and you ever send me a video with him talking, I will not watch it uh, oh, yeah. unless it's showing him being baptized and him professing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I oh, might yeah. watch that, but no, I don't um, follow him. I come across some of those videos, and I did watch this one because I was curious. Oh, he's got a lot of them. That's for sure. No, he does. Um, oh, he makes a good bit of money off of this as well. And, like and I, said, I just, you know, I discern with my spirit more now with people than I do anything. I don't go by what people say. I discern through my spirit. Um, well, if, if Joe Rogan was preaching gospel to me, um, I would go to another person to have them preach gospel to me. If that, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but it did pause me for a moment to hear the word coming out. Oh. It's a step. Yeah, I get excited about those little things. So I'm like, okay, well, hopefully the next step is him getting on his knees saying, Father, Jesus, please come into my heart. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I got hope for people, man. <laughs> I've got hope for people. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, I do too. I don't hate the guy. You know, I, like I said, I hope he's sincere. I'm just saying at this moment in time, in my spirit, I just, there's something I hear, I hear things. I'll say it that way. I hear things and I stay away from him for now. Oh yeah. Um, then we have, okay, Arizona refuses to extradite 26-year-old um, murderer, Raid Al-Samazuri. I'm, I'm assuming he's an immigrant that came over that border as well. Um, they will not, um, they refuse to hand him over to New York because of the distrust in the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. So thank goodness, man, that there's some people that are gotten some smarts who are like, uh-uh, they're just going to let him go. We need to hold him right here. We need to try him right here in this state. Um, at least people are starting to wake up. There's been more uh, companies walking away from New York. New York's about to is is about to be in a very bad position. Oh yeah, Remington. Yeah, Remington. There was uh, two other major um, realty companies, and there are four um, companies that are in New York that do all the information and product supplying through the health industry. Two of those four are leaving. So that's fifty percent of those companies now, which is. A big profit money making for New York and now taking off. New York's going to suffer in a in a major way. Yeah, well, Susie, they, they're they're going to Georgia. Yeah, they 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 brought it on themselves, you know. And 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 I applaud people who are standing up like that um, because that's what it's going to take. That's that's what scares these people the most is for the people to unite. That's why they want you divided. No, exactly. Uh, you look at all these people over there in the Dutch, you know, Dutch vicinity and stuff that are these farmers and stuff that have 
taking everything back by dumping manure or standing up and things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're going to get away with Scott Free. I think this is really the calm before the storm. But at least they won that battle. Maybe yeah. not the war, but they've won a battle. Well, no, it's, you know, but they're they're doing a lot of this. Like you said, the divisions on purpose in every yeah. way. Just like that toy that I sent you earlier, that Walmart toy, man. It was a. It was called Black Sister. That was the name of the toy, Black Sister. Like not even sister, like sister. And it was a a large black woman. And inside this toy came a watermelon, fried chicken, a frying pan, and literally on the package it says also included two stolen items. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Handcuffs so, and a scooter. Oh yeah, and handcuffs. I forgot about the handcuffs and the scooter. Um now. I think it's important to point out here that we did some research on yeah. that. And as far as we know, that is absolutely a fake thing. It never happened. But the point is it's created for one purpose and right. that was to divide. Yeah. Um, the meme or, or whatever, however that got started is. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys will be seeing what I'm talking about. It's pretty hilarious. Cause it looks real. It literally, oh, I mean, true. somebody literally created this product, put it in a packaging and everything. So it's a real thing. Um, but like I said, is like you read on that little writing, it says included with two stolen items. I'm like, yeah. whoa, man, could you, could you have made that toy any more racist? Yeah. The first thing I think I said when you sent it to me is, is that real? Yeah, totally. It's like a trash trailer Barbie. Exactly. GJ Shaw. I mean, it was called black sister. <laughs> and if I was, I want to say this, if I was a black person, I would be very offended by that. Oh my very gosh. Offended. Yeah. I was offended by that. And yeah. I'm not black. I was like, yeah. I mean, because like I said, you guys, I can make fun of anything. I will laugh at, you know, anything that's not like blasphemous. Okay. I, I've got, I will make fun of myself better than anyone here can ever make fun of me. Sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I am, it's hard to, <laughs> you will make me laugh before you make me mad. Um, but I also have no tolerance for things that are like blatantly racist like that was now i did laugh because i'm like whoa somebody had this literally come out of their head um yeah. but but like as, as far as i was also offended for the people that they were like put out to offend yeah you know that's that's the level we're at yeah. you know maybe it was i don't know maybe it was created through some ai or something like that i don't know either way I, I find it very disturbing very repulsive and i don't think it's right and whoever did that or whatever did that shame on you okay because that's that's not helping anybody you're, you're all you're doing is stirring up another hornet's well, nest. that's the whole point um so i'm going to end with this before we go into prayer real quick i'm going to run through this real quick obviously our show was shut down last night um, when I got done with the show, my phone was shut down too. So it was definitely something that was connected three o'clock in the morning. A lot of stuff went down. A lot of people woke up this morning with SOS on their phone, basically meaning that service didn't work. Um, so what does our government come out today? First, they try to tell us, Hey, it's a solar flare. Oddly enough, the solar flare is called an X class. So how many times the X is going to come up here? You know, Gen X, this X, the Tav crossing the country, like X over and over and over again. Um, so then they tried to, of course, they went to their next thing. Let's blame Putin because people were like, okay, how did that solar flare come down here and only affect this, but not this, 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 and this. I mean, it would have messed with our electricity too. Um, so then someone else brought up a couple of theories about what it possibly could have been. It was a Russian solar flare. <laughs> here we go, lawn bum. That's what it was, a Russian solar flare. Um, so this is interesting too. You guys remember the uh, Chinese balloon that was flying over our country? last year 
um, you think they had an idea as to where all of our cell towers are? That's a very good thought because at the very least, I think this was a dry run. Do I think it was China? No. Do I think it was Russia? No. Do I think it was our country that did it, our government? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And they're setting up a dry run um, today to see how things were going. And the next big one will be coming. It'll probably be bigger as far as communication, electricity, and so forth. Um, but this was certainly a dry run. I think, Jeff, I think we both agree that that's more than likely what just happened yeah, today. That's my first impression. But I'll throw this out there. I don't know who's responsible. But one thing I will say is I don't believe that it's solar flares. No, nope. we'll say that I'm not blaming or accusing anybody, but what I am saying is I'm not buying into it. <laughs> I'm going to blame the, well, I'm not going to say it quite yet because I want to pray first, but that's three letters long. Um, so then <laughs> Senator Rubio comes out today, warning against China cyber attack will be a hundred times worse than the AT&T outage. China will hit your power, your water and your bank. So they're already setting up the stage for the next go. That's how I know that this was purely a dry run. It's very concerning to me that if, if that is absolute truth, very concerning to me that all the years that I've heard how great our country is, how great our infrastructure is, all this technology we have. My question is this, how is that? Again, someone explained to me, how is that possible? So we've either been lied to about our infrastructure and our stuff is not as good as what we've been told or this is legit, but either way you look at it, it's it, both sides of the coin is kind of a, a deceiving or a lie for lack of better words. Yes. You know, and it's very concerning um, for everybody here's, you know, safety and well-being. Not exactly. And, you know, Don Bum says engineer collapse. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking at. And then finally, uh, this good news too, is that you, do you remember the group, the sisters of perpetual indulgence that, that was, that it was like that satanic, gay transvestite nun group that performed at like a Dodgers game or something. I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't, I think I remember seeing a little bit about it and I just was like, and went on by it. Yeah. So this is good news is that, um, members of the sister to perpetual indulgence, the drag queen group, um, have been arrested for crimes against children, um, that he adopted. So, Thank goodness that those kids are no longer with them and thank God for coming in, intervening and putting some of these guys in jail. Cause they literally were like, Oh, you guys are a bunch of bigots. You're hating on the transvestite, the LGBTQ. And it's like, no, we're hating on those people because they're literally trying to indoctrinate our children and their pedophiles. No, they're not. You guys are just, you know, you're not, whoa, whoa, you know, every name in the book, you're racist, you know, we've heard it all. And then it turns out that, well, we were exactly right. And it wasn't that hard to tell. And I didn't need to see him in the process of doing it to know that's what they do. So good. I'm glad that they are now, um, I'm glad that they are now being held accountable and I'm seeing more and more examples of this everywhere. Next, uh, the new talking point has been released. Did black people arrive to the Americas before Columbus, their quest to make history all woke. They are literally inverting history right in front of us. Remember I read that earlier about AI AI is, is changing the past and the present, and then it's also working on changing the present and the future. Um, removing statues, literally two generations from now, these kids aren't going to have even clue what a white person is. Yep. Yeah, and you're, sadly, you're probably correct. Yep. And then uh, lastly, um, 
or actually two more things. Uh, the corruption never ends to protect this garbage family. So, so Catherine Herridge was fired from CBS because she was doing her job and exposing Hunter and the laptop. And then there was a couple other ones that were like puppets to just play along with CBS that literally got to keep their job. So you do your job, you dig into this family, you do what you want to. Um, so the CBS seized her confidential files and fired the reporter pursuing Hunter Biden laptop story. Unprecedented move. Um, so once again, even the few legit journalists that we have in the mainstream are being removed bit by bit by bit. But the people are already waking up and they're irate about this. And go look at the numbers compared to last year. In another six months, go look at the numbers compared to right now. People won't be watching the news um, at any point here soon which is uh, great news. Um, now the SEC just ordered every broadcaster to start posting a race gender scoreboard that breaks down the demographics of their workplace. So now they're, they're trying to what DEI, like absolutely every part of our country and everything in it. And then lastly, and this is just disgusting, saddest thing that I've read in the wild, even sadder to think um, that some people out there just don't even care about this. So this is what it says says, well, it's done. My parents' divorce was finalized yesterday. They are no longer married after 52 years. They are still madly in love. They are still together, but the divorce was necessary because of my dad's medical bills that were due to the vaccination, okay? Now, when dad passes, mom won't be saddled with a $288,000 debt. She's now free um, and the house is in her name. It's pretty sad that a decades of a marriage comes to an end because of the American medical system. Yeah. And they're not the first ones that, that have done that either. No, it's not. And it's sad. Um, I hope, you know, I mean, I know how God feels about the divorce and so forth. And I hope that he looks down at circumstances like this with a little bit more understanding because the guy's only watching out for the woman he loves. Matter of fact, he wouldn't have done this if it hadn't have been for the fact that he loved his wife so much. So, I mean, I'm sure that God looks down and, and you know, assesses each thing individually. Um, it's just sad that people are put into this, this position. Oh, I agree. It is very sad. Um, you know, but what, what do you do? I mean, seriously, you know, I know a lot of people, that's a, that's a tough one. A lot of people say, well, he should have kept the faith and he should have just struggled on. And God, you know, if they really trusted in God, God would have worked it out. You know, that's, that's good talk folks. You know, a lot of people don't know what they're going to do till they're put into a situation. And, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's kind of like a person, if, if my child was starving and then I went into the, grocery store and stole a loaf of bread to feed yes. my child to keep him from dying. I may give an account for that, but God's not going to send me to hell for that. Nope. But our <laughs> government will send you to jail for that because you're white and you didn't steal uh, diamonds or tennis shoes. Yeah. But you know, it's we, if, if people would just get past the pointing of fingers and point the finger at yourself in the mirror, a lot of things would be a lot better off. Amen to that. Amen, brother. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into our prayer. And uh, we, we got through one prayer at the beginning of the show, and then Satan was like, I'm going to try to shut your show down, but then God allowed me to open it right back up. And we <laughs> haven't had any problems since then. So let's go ahead and get into a little prayer. We'll get you guys moving on. So everybody, please bow your heads.
Heavenly Father, thank you again for another beautiful day. Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us to get to this episode and be able to speak in your heavenly name. Father, there's so much deception, there's so much evil in this world, and people are being put in the positions of having to make um, decisions that they wouldn't normally make. You know, like the one I just read about the divorce because he didn't want his wife to get caught into the debt. And Father, I know that you look at everything individually, and I know that you don't want us to get divorced, but I also know that you know that he loves his wife, and that's why he's doing this. So Father, I ask not just this situation. But many situations around this world where people are being put in a very similar situation. It's not that we don't love and have faith in you, Father. It's just that we have no faith in this world and what the world plans on doing. And the last thing we want to do is leave this earth knowing that they're going to come after our loved ones and our family. So, Father, I just ask if anyone gets into a position like that, let them think about it hard. Give them that discernment, the wisdom, so that they're making that right choice. Fill their heart with all of your love and your blessings so they know that they will get through this, even if they didn't make that move of divorce, dear Lord. But just work in the lives of all those people. There's so many people, dear Lord, that are just dedicated followers of Christ that just absolutely love you. Spend their days trying to be better people. Help other people find what we have, dear Lord. And once again, before I move on, thank you, Father, for getting us to where we are. Dear Lord, if it wasn't for you, we would have zero chance at getting into heaven. Dear Lord, we would have failed the moment that we were born. Three years old, we'd have already been sinners, dear Lord. But because of you dying on that cross, we had that opportunity to get in heaven. There's absolutely no way that anyone on this earth can do that themselves, dear Lord. We need you. We require you to get into heaven, dear Lord. So I ask, dear Lord, you just continue to, to send your love and your blessings down upon us. Let us make the right moves, dear Lord. Let us be very careful not to get caught up in the deception that the devil wants to put us in, dear Lord, but let our actions be righteous, only righteous. If we act and we pull that sword, dear Lord, let it be out of righteous anger and not that hateful anger, dear Lord. It's really difficult sometimes not to hate on the people that, that produce so much tyranny that that violate the innocence of our children. But dear Lord, that is what we have to fight with on this earth. And I know you understand, which is why you died on that cross. So Father, continue to work in our lives. Allow us to be better people. Allow every day to be a little easier in certain ways. We understand in many ways our lives are going to become more difficult, dear Lord, because there's nothing easy about being a Christian, but there's everything that is worth being a Christian. Everything that we do, dear Lord, following you, not one thing that the devil can throw at us will change our minds of how we feel and we love you, dear Lord, and we are willing to serve you even if we have to give up our lives. You gave up your lives so that we had eternal salvation. We can give up our lives, dear Lord, to preserve the innocence, the, the values, and the scripture that we have right here on this earth. Father, let them kill me before they remove my Bible. Dear Lord, let them take my life before they take my family's life. Let us all be willing to walk into this battlefield and take a bullet for one another, dear Lord, as everyone here would do the same for us. We are loving people, dear Lord. We care truly not only about the ones that we have blood-related, not just our friends, not just our extended family, but dear Lord, we even love our enemies. And I'm starting to learn and understand that more and more and more every day of the value of that. So Father, as we walk into this next month or a little bit over a month, I ask something of you. I ask you, Lord, that you work into our hearts and let us know how we can serve you every second before that day comes. Let us be prepared for that day, dear Lord. But please, Father, and I don't even need to ask you because I know this is all your plan. 
but work in the hearts of the tyranny in this world. Work in the hearts of the kings and the elected right here in our own country. No matter how evil they are, no matter how bad they are, no matter how much they work against us and for Satan, dear Lord, I still pray for them and I ask that you turn their hearts just like you've done with the kings of the past, just like you did with the people at Nineveh. Dear Lord, give us this opportunity. We ask, dear Lord, that you don't destroy us in 40 days, but give us the same chance that you gave with Nineveh, dear Lord, because I know you want to build this world up. I know you want as many souls and many of your children up there in heaven as possible, and you've given us more than ample opportunity, dear Lord, and I feel bad asking you for another. But Father, we are sinful people, dear Lord, and sometimes we just need those extra chances. So please, dear Lord, give us that other chance to wake people up, to let people start repenting. Let there be the greatest revival that this world has ever seen over these next months, over these next years, dear Lord, until the day that you come home. Let us never stop serving you. Let us work um, on earth as we would in heaven. Let us continue to protect the innocence of the children on this earth, protect the the widowers, protect the orphans. Dear Lord, let us work to help those that cannot help themselves, dear Lord, even before we help ourselves. But Father, never let us forget that we can't go cleaning other houses until our own house is clean. So let us work on our lives. Let us value, build that foundation as strong as we can, dear Lord, so that we can be more effective in helping those other people find that same path that you have been blessed, that we were blessed for you to send us on. Father, thank you for the patience that you give us all daily, and I ask for a little bit more. Father, give us the same patience with others that you had with me, that you had with all of us before we found you. Dear Lord, you loved us the same then as you love us today, and I thank you for that. So let us love our enemies the same way that you loved us when we didn't know who you were. Let them have the same chance to know who you are so they can change their ways, join our army, and get into this battle against Satan. Father, thank you for all that you've given us, all that you've blessed with us. Thank you for this family that you brought into our lives, dear Lord. And thank you for giving us what we need and preparing us for this battle that we're walking into. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Good. Well, I'm glad that I made it through the prayer. Um, I was yeah. like, man, please don't shut up. Please don't shut up. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. well, um, I, I'm sad that John didn't get, to, didn't get to join us, but I understand because, well, we got shut off here like 10 minutes into our show to begin with, you know, so I understand John and I, I will look forward to seeing you again next week and we'll certainly chat before that time. Um, but Jeff brother, I'm grateful that I've had you on the show for two days. Like I said, I know that you're, you're still a little wishy-washy in the head, but I found uh, the Shungite right here locally, which I'll be sending out to you um, here in a couple of days. Uh, I got my uh, I got my um, frankincense and myrrh um, anointing oil all made. I'm going to be praying over that this evening. Um, and uh, then I'm going to be moving studios around and getting Skype and trying to prepare a situation, hopefully, that will allow us to get through the shows rather than being turned off of the shows. But uh, you know, like I said, it's I know more than anything it's the devil attacking us because I was literally here for like five months with no problems all up until the last couple months. And it always falls on like topics where I'm like either bashing the devil, praising the Lord or bashing the CCP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we wrestle not against, you know, anything, but the principality of powers are there. Yeah. Yep. And I, I so appreciate, you know, everybody that's prayed and reached out kind words, all that stuff, guys, you know, I say it all the time. I, I do. I'd love you. And, and, 
you know, I, I pray each and every one of you are saved. And if you're not, I pray that, you know, God will prick your heart and show you that you're not and, and that you will become saved. Um, and I really do, you know, I appreciate Duncan, you know, I appreciate you looking for those and praise God you found them. We'll, we'll give that a try. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, I've been doing a lot of different things and, you know, I'm just keeping my faith in the Lord. I refuse yes. to believe that he won't heal me. And, uh, it's all in his time. Amen, man. And, and like I said, is you know me, I'm here for you. Anything you ever need. Um, Absolutely. night or Same. day I'm here for you. And, uh, like I said, is I'm, I'm dedicated speaking with God nightly. How can I help you help Jeff? It doesn't yeah. go any other way. I'm the, how can I help you? Um, I need his help first and foremost. And that's, and that's the thing we should be, all of us should be asking that, you know, how, how can I help this person, you know, or somebody has been laid on your heart? How, how can I help them Lord? Yes. Amen. We got a long ways to do, man, working on ourselves, working on this world. We got a long way ahead of us. Um, but one day, man, it's going to be so peaceful. And that's what I look yeah. forward to. That's what gets me through these times. As chaotic as it is, one day we're not going to even know what chaos is. It's just going to be just love and peace all the time. Yep. One day it will be. Yep. If well, if you go to heaven, it will be. Yep. Well, <laughs> I'm working that. on it. I'm working on it. If you were to ask me, am I? I don't know. That's God's decision, but I'm working on it every single day. So, but Jeff, man, I love you, brother, man. I'm just so thankful that I've gotten a couple of nights with you. Um, it's been awesome. And uh, we're going to continue to pray for you. And I'm just, like I said, it's it's just a blessing to have you in our lives. man. Like I said, you and I hit it off immediately and have just become like literal brothers ever since. Then. And I would say that if Jesus asked me, who is Jeff to you? I'd be like, he's my brother. <laughs> Same way, I mean, I, I, you know me. I have the same feelings too, you know. And that, and that's what it's all about, you know. God, God puts things in your life if you'll just allow Him, you know. Sometimes, sometimes He'll even allow some bad things, and uh, you don't get mad, don't get no. discouraged about it. But I mean, if you do, it's that's human nature, you know. He's, just pray to Him, give it to Him. He's Talk the only one him. I won't question. You know, my mom slapped me across the face. I'd be like, "Why'd you do that?" If God did, I'd be like, "Sorry, God. I know you had a good reason." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, folks, I can't stress enough in the time we are, and you hear me say it, I know I'm like a broken record, but I'm, I'm concerned. I really am. I'm concerned for a lot of people because I do believe our time is very, 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 very limited. Yeah, um, exactly. and I don't want to see anyone die and, and, and be lost. Um, and it's not just so much as, you know, going to hell or anything like that. I don't even really care to talk about that and give the other side any kind of, you know, notification or, or validity or anything i mean they're there and we need to know about them but it, it's all about serving the king of kings and the lord of lords jesus christ you know the son of god you know the glory to all that um and i want you to be able to experience that i want you to be able to experience the the relationship with the lord and and know that no matter just like what i've been going through and i've told myself well, well i haven't told me my spirit the holy spirit has them no matter what you're going through i'm with you be patient yes. i've got this Amen. You know, that's, that's what I hear in my soul. Um, and there's been, this has been hard folks. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life, but you know what? Praise God, whether I, whether I live or whether I die, I'm a winner either way because Christ Jesus is my King. Amen. Man. And, my Lord I, and my Savior. It's like mic drop moment. I can't beat that, man. So I'm going to have to exit on that comment, but brother, thank you so much, man, for everything. Um, 
we'll be definitely keeping in contact over the next couple of days and uh, whenever you're feeling up to it. I'm going to take Saturday and Sunday off to get everything moved around and the studio put into another place. Be back tomorrow for sure. But um, I want to thank everyone here as well. You guys are absolutely amazing. You are such a wonderful family. Um, so many reasons, too many to mention. And I, I just hear stories every day about all the prayers, all the reaching out, all that you're doing to help others. And it just puts a big grin on my face. I just know I'm in the right family and in the right spot. So thank you for allowing us to be part of your family. We love you with all of our hearts. And we are just so grateful to be here. But guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to Kilt the Christian episode 551 with Jeff and MSM Liars. I need to remove that part of it. Um, MSM Liars will be back here with this uh, next Thursday for sure. Um, and we're also going to be continuing um, next Friday. We're going to be continuing our uh, natural um, natural medicine conversation with uh, someone that Jay Wu has brought um, and, and set up. So we're going to carry this on some more valuable information. Um, once again, this is is amazing. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will see you tomorrow night for Kilt the Christian episode 552. And in the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's absolutely beautiful evening for those of you who have not received your packages yet um let me know if you've not received them by tomorrow email me if you haven't gotten them by friday tomorrow um and i'll make sure to get that out to you um the ones that i sent off this week should be here early next week so everybody should have everything that they were looking for guys i love you all very very much and i'm so thankful to be part of this family have an absolutely beautiful night and remember as i say every night spoiler alert god wins fear not stress not let go of all of your anxiety. Pray, 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 pray more than you've ever prayed before. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. God will and has given us everything that we're going to need to get through these times. Wisdom, discernment, weapons, armor included. But we need to repent. We need to build our foundation stronger. And we need to help other people find what we have in our lives. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will see you tomorrow night. And in the meantime, God bless.